From the Thinking Out Loud studios, it's the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle, the podcast that exists to help you navigate the culture of today from a biblical perspective and to help you grow in your relationship with God. God has commissioned and called you to be a light in this culture. The only way you can do that is to know the truth. No matter what circumstance you're facing, no matter what season of life that you're in, if you truly want to find success in that season, you are going to have to go back to the simple question of what does God say about me in this moment? There's no shortage of information in this culture, but there is a shortage of truth. Welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud podcast. My name is Kevin Wilson, and I'm excited to be back with you guys for another episode of the show. Don't forget, you can get into this conversation that we're going to have today at 248-301-2010. That's 248-301-2010. Don't forget to rate and review us as you are listening. Apple Podcasts is the best place to do that. So if you go to where you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, scroll all the way down. You can give us a five-star rating and you can review. So you can go in there and give us a review that really really helps us when people are searching for shows like ours to come up faster in the search field and then of course follow us and subscribe everywhere you get podcasts so whether it's apple Podcasts, google pandora iHeartRadio, spotify amazon podchaser stitcher all the places make sure you do that there if you have a show topic suggestion you have questions about anything you hear on the show or feedback that's also a good number 248-301-2010 text us there if you have a prayer request and you say you know what i would like to leave a voicemail you can call that same number and leave a voicemail and we will grab those prayer requests and pray for you last time that we we were on we talked to mary toko who is a expert on vaccines And, oh boy, did we talk about so many things. If you haven't listened to our shows that we did with Mary Toko in 2021, it's quite a while ago, but go and search and you will see we did a show and I believe it was called Vaccines with Mary Toko. If you go back to that, you can search, you can see some of the things that we've talked about. She laid the groundwork for some of the things that we've talked about last time. We were together and some of the things that she's going to talk about today, but she is back on the show today. Like I say, she is a vaccine expert. She's spoken all over the country and in Canada. Her website is childhoodshots.com, childhoodshots.com. She's the author of the book, Natural Immune Development, A Deeper Understanding. That's available on Amazon. You can get it on her website. You can also download it to your Kindle. She also has, and there's so many articles. Oh my goodness. So many articles and things that she has done that is on her website. You might be a new mom and new dad, and you're just like, hey, should I vaccinate my kid? I've heard some things about it. Not sure about it. Mary Toko is a great place to start that childhoodshots.com just to kind of get a background of what should you do? And I would say prayerfully consider after you look over the things that she has there. And so we're excited to have her back. Mary, welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud podcast. Well, thank you for that amazing introduction. You're very thorough. That was great. It's good to be back with you again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So last time we talked, we talked about a lot of things. One of the things that we wanted to get into, and you have more things as well, but one of the things that we wanted to get into, we talked right at the end of the last show about kind of these sudden deaths that's been happening due to, you know, it seems like it has a lot to do with people getting the vaccine. We're kind of in the early stages of that and not sure exactly, but it just, it's, it's kind of like the autism thing. It's like, you know, the child gets a vaccine and then within hours, days, months, whatever, they become autistic. And we're kind of starting to see something like that with people getting the the COVID vaccine. We're seeing a lot of stories. And I would encourage anybody who's listening 
please, if you were to go to Google and just type in died suddenly or adult sudden deaths, just something around that, you will begin to see just tons of stories of people who are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, very athletic people, people who are swimmers and athletes and they, you know, they're eating all the right things. They're working out, they're doing all the things, but yet they are just suddenly dropping dead. This is not a conspiracy. This is not a, you know, on the deep dark web. No, these are things that are on Reuters and Fox news and all the places that you would get your normal news. People are dropping dead. And so I just think this is something that we just wanted to talk about a little bit and then talk about some other things. But Mary, can you kind of just shed some light on some of the things that we're seeing out there right now? Yes. Unfortunately, like you said, we're seeing a lot of young people like never, ever before in history who are just suddenly dying, collapsing on the field. If you watch television, mm -hmm. I'm sure you're you know, aware of the football player in the middle of a big game that, you know, just dropped and fell. Now, I don't believe he died. I believe he's recovering. But that's what's happening around the world for many, many athletes and even people who are not athletic, uh, athletically involved, but young people. I mentioned before, I just did the same thing. I went into the search engine and just put people who died suddenly. And I did it just today. And I understand that there used to be pages and pages of it, but it's being censored from, you know, regular search engines. So but we noted that we have a soccer player that just recently passed. He just fell out and died, football players. We had a jockey, a 29-year-old jockey, who, again, just died. Police officers, young police officers, uh, baseball player at the age of 31. All of this comes right up. Yeah. And, and, and everybody's saying, well, it's coincidental. I'm sorry, but there's something to this. Yeah. And, you know... There are those that might say, well, maybe it's something in the air, you know, when we have trains colliding or crashing and chemicals in the air, maybe that's contributing to it. I don't know, but we do know that these deaths have been happening a lot longer than like that accident right. that just happened in Ohio. Yep. Uh, we, we can't blame it on that. I know that people mentioned birds are falling out of the sky from it and stuff. But my point is, is people, this has been happening now for about a year where young people are just suddenly dying. And what we're finding out is that the spike protein, which is part of the jab, is actually causing inflammatory issues with the heart. So it doesn't, it's not able to pump blood effectively. Mm. That's one of the things that I have read. And you probably have all heard the term cardiomyopathy. And that's again, where the heart muscle, it makes it harder for it to pump the blood. And so it leads to a sudden heart attack. We know that this is happening. We know that people are having strokes as well. Yes. We're also noting people having blood clotting issues in their extremities. Mm -hmm. I have heard of people that I know personally whose like one leg is full of blood clots and they're in severe pain and mm -hmm. there's really not a lot they can do about it, but their blood circulation has been cut off in that leg. And mm -hmm. so we're hearing, we're hearing cases about this blood clotting issues throughout the whole body. And so we also know that these, that there's a lot of reports about hormone disruption, mm -hmm. that women who have taken the jab are coming out of menopause and they're beginning to have their cycle again. Mm. Uh, we're also seeing reports of pregnancy. This is a huge concern because we are now seeing that it is affecting pregnancy. I'll pull out those stats. Here, there's data supporting that it is not safe for women to take this jab while they are pregnant. During the studies, people who were put as part of the study were not allowed to be pregnant. So when they were testing these jabs out, primarily Pfizer, when they were testing the jabs out, you had to be totally healthy. You could not be obese or have weight issues. You couldn't have any heart problems or previous stroke issues. You were not allowed to be pregnant. In fact, you were told that you have to abstain from sexual activity for two mm. months. So when they were doing the lab testing, during the initial study on this, they picked the people with the best health in the country. You couldn't be a diabetic. Mm. And then that was basically what 
the studies that were used to say that this was safe and effective. Mm. Well, when you look out there in society, that's not what we see in society. No. And so the healthiest people out there, no, but the healthiest people out there are athletes, whether yeah. they're a swimmer, tennis player, soccer player, basketball, football, jockey. These people are the ones that are really making the news because they're the ones that are dropping suddenly when you, you're not expecting them to drop dead. Right, right. Yeah. When somebody's obese, they say, oh, well, he had you know, obesity issues. He probably had a heart condition. Or if they're a diabetic, oh, well, he had... He had other problems. So, you know, how do you know it was the jab? He was a diabetic. Mm. You know, so, we're, you know, we can see them making excuses for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we can't see them making excuses for healthy people that are in the peak of health. Not just average people, but people that are competitive in sports that are dropping dead. Right. So to me, that's a huge red flag that you can't just explain away. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So now we're starting to also note that the pre-birth infant mortality rate is going up astronomically. Mm. Women who get the jab while they're pregnant, the stillbirth increases have been nothing like we've ever seen before. They say that 82% of miscarriages prior to 13 weeks for women were because they were vaccinated in the first trimester. Mm. There um, is a, a, a whistleblower nurse who was working in an obstetrician. She was actually a delivery nurse working for years and years in hospitals as a delivery nurse. And she said at first she was shocked when she started noticing there were a lot of stillbirths and the doctors were acting like there was no cause. But she said it went from two or three stillbirths a month to be where they were having 13, average 13 stillbirths a week. Oh my goodness. Yes. And so again, I'm almost positive that it was Dr. Drew, uh, the famous medical doctor who has a podcast, who had her on his program. And she was also on Stu Peters, who interviewed her extensively. And she was talking about how the internal memos in the hospitals, they were basically saying, that this is going to be very difficult. We expect to see more of this in the future. So they were actually teaching them how to handle the parents when these parents actually give birth to stillborn babies. Mm. Mm. So a lot of evidence saying that the vaccine given during the first trimester to pregnant women is also causing the stillbirths and the miscarriages. A stillbirth, by the way, is defined as a fetal death before, during birth, or from 20 weeks forward, 20 weeks forward. So babies are being born in the second and third trimester. They're lifeless My without gosh. any other reason, no other reason. Mm. Okay. So also there were hearings done. People can look this up. Go yeah. to YouTube. Look up Senator Ron Johnson. Mm -hmm. Ron Johnson was hearing from a lot of different doctors that they were having all these different problems, you know, increases of cancer, this is a pilot's death, the Department of Defense talking about how many people are dying in the service after getting the, the jab. And so he had hearings and you can look them up and you, and he has a panel of experts. And one of the experts on there is an attorney called Thomas Rents. And he has literally made himself available for anybody who's having any problems throughout the country, whether it be losing your job because you refuse to take it, people who are being discriminated against because they refuse the jab. He was on there and I picked up stats from that just today. And he basically, Thomas Rents was saying that there was a 100% increase in deaths in pilots within one year after getting the jab mandate. Mm. And he said that in the average, he said in five years prior, you had 82,000 pilots die, noted, because they obviously have keep records. Mm. And he said in one year, it went up to 80, 863,000 Oh, my pilots goodness. Die. Yes. Can you believe that? And that was reported by a gentleman by the name of Dr. Corey, but it was Thomas Rents who was referencing that. Imagine that. You know, I fly a lot. 
Mm-hmm. And the thought of getting on a plane, when you see that many pilots that are dying in one year, yeah, because you know they were mandating it for all pilots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know that there was a couple airlines that didn't mandate it right away because they were concerned. Now it's no longer mandated for pilots. But he said, and I listened to it twice today, 863,000 deaths. Goodness. Outrageous. Man. He went on to say that the Department of Defense in September 28th of 2021 said that there was a 71% increases of cases in the fully vaccinated people death mm. based on their records. Wow. I like to tell people about a, a wonderful woman named Dr. Judy Mikovits. She wrote a book. She's authored many books and movies, but this one is called Plague of Corruption, Restoring Faith in the Promise of Science. And basically the foreword is written by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know him, he has a nonprofit website. He's absolutely amazing. He is, of course, from the Kennedy family. And his website, I just wrote my notes out here. His website is called Children's Health Defense. Mm-hmm. Robert Kennedy Jr., as I said, he's a Kennedy. His job many years ago, he worked for the federal government as an attorney for the World Mercury Project. His job was to go around the United States and other countries and look at their mercury emissions through all the cold plants. Mm -hmm. That's what he did. And I've been on stage with him. I've met him at conferences. The man is so dedicated because what happened was parents were coming to him and saying, look, my child got vaccinated with mercury lace vaccine. And now my child is on the autism spectrum. Mm. And he thought, surely there's no mercury in vaccines. Come on now. Sure. Right. We're talking 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. He said, there's no way. But he heard parent after parent coming in to, to him to, and saying, my child got vaccinated with vaccines that had tons of mercury. So he ended up investigating it. And to his surprise and his shock, yes, children were getting 250 micrograms of thimerosal through their well baby visit vaccines. And wow. he immediately started the mercury project and he started sounding the alarm that we should never have mercury in vaccines. And immediately he became enemy number one to the FDA, the CDC, the vaccine manufacturers, and even his whole family members were telling him, stay away from this. You Mm. don't want to go there. Right. God bless him because he said, no, I must expose this. Yeah. So he literally, all of his family ostracized him but he created the Children's Health Defense. It's a nonprofit. And if you go to the childrenhealthdefense.org, you're going to see videos and articles. And I mean, it's just an amazing website because on there, he talks about not only the mercury that they found in the vaccines, but he is now talking about the lack of safety studies in vaccines. Everything that I've been talking about for 40 years, he's talking about now. And so anyway, he is... The foreword was written in this book called Plague of Corruption. This book is authored by Dr. Judy Mikovits, M-I-K-M-I-K-O-V-I-T-Z. If you don't know her name, people, you can find her being interviewed on every imaginal source right now where they don't censor her. This book is all about her dealings with Dr. Fauci 30, 25, and 30 years ago. She worked with him. Hmm. This is when he was investigating the AIDS epidemic. And mm-hmm. she basically what happened when she was working with him, she discovered she believed that the AIDS crisis had more to do with the animal viruses that were being contaminated in regular vaccines. Hmm. When she went with her science, she was a lab. She was a brilliant up and coming biologist or biochemist, when she went with him with her information, he said, you can't publish that. Mm. She said, why can't I publish it? You just can't publish that. Well, they went back and forth and back and forth, and she published it in spite of him. And she ended up in jail, folks. Mm. Okay? And Judy Mikovits has 
several documentaries out there on the subject. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, her documentary is called Plandemic, Plan, mm. P-L-A-N-demic, and then another one called Indoctrination. Mm. So she's been very busy out there documenting all of the, I guess you would call it dirt on Dr. Fauci. So for all of you that don't realize that this man has been involved in this pandemic for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so a lot's coming out about him. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Also, by the way, I would like to mention, and you might know about this as well, Pastor Kevin, that funeral directors are now finding it very hard to embalm people mm-hmm. who got the jab and died because they are growing within their veins, fibrous, huge fibrous clots. And again, this is hard to believe stuff, guys. This is hard to believe. But what they are finding, and there's funeral directors who've been doing this, you know, embalming people for embalmers for for like 30, 40, 50 years, and they've never seen anything like this. Mm. But what they're finding is that there's fibers that are growing inside the blood vessels of people, which leads to heart attack and stroke. These are not blood clots. They're fibrous clots. And it's as though they're almost like parasitic-like and they grow throughout the veins. And then when the people finally have the sudden heart attack or stroke or die, they can't embalm them because their their blood vessels are clogged. Mm. So what they've been doing is they've actually been opening up and pulling them out. You can see live videos of them pulling the clots out of people. Now Mm. they do, you know, it's pretty graphic. Um, Mm -hmm. because you know that that's a dead body. They don't show you the body. They'll show you just the part where they are taking it out, but they're pulling these fibers out of their body so that they can embalm them. My goodness. And it's not just a couple. They have Mm -hmm. bottles and bottles and bottles of fibers that come out of one person. And they're being, of course, they're in formaldehyde. They're being documented. And now, and I'll tell you what, the, the funeral directors who are willing to come out and talk about this, their lives have been threatened. Mm. So they're being very careful. And, they're, and they said that there's many funeral directors who are coming out and talking about this, that they don't want to be identified because they're afraid they'll lose their license or something will happen to them. Right. Mm-hmm. So I know this sounds like conspiracy theory, but this is all factual information that is now coming out since we began doing these injections worldwide. Hmm. Incredible. Incredible. I know. And I, I, I'll let you, would you, do you have any comments or would you like to ask me any questions about it? Or are you just in shock? Yeah. I, it's just one of those things where you hear things like that and you just, you just go, wow. You know, like how do, how do people, and, and you know what, it's just a lot like anything else. You know, we lived our, we live our lives so fast. We're so busy. We just, we want everything easy. We don't, take time to pause and just really research and be intentional about things. And so when we hear things like this, we go, oh my gosh, is that, I mean, how could that be true? Like, how am I not hearing that on, you know, my local news or this or that? And it's like, we don't understand that some of these things, because, you know, I think I said this in our, our last episode, but because, you know, the news is propaganda on both sides. I don't care. You know, you, Trust me, folks, it is propaganda. They have a narrative and they're going to, they want to tell you what they want you to know. And the things that they don't want you to know, they're not going to tell you because they know that you're not going to go research it. You're just going to depend on whatever they tell you. But it's so important that we go and we research this stuff. I said this on the last show and I'll say this on this show. You know, look, we're, we're just giving you the information. It is your job to pray about this. Yes. And and research and then live your life the way that you feel like once you get out of prayer, you come out of, you know, research and study, however you feel like you should live your life from that point on is is how you should do it. We can't make you do anything. What we're trying to do is give you just the evidence of things that we're seeing out there so that you can make an educated choice about your life and the life of your family. I think it's so important. It is. And, and, you know, as I stated in the previous um, interview, I'm not a medical doctor. I do not give medical advice. I am more of an independent researcher 
I am not paid by anybody to do my research. I started doing it over 40 years ago now. It's just something I believe God called me to do. Yeah. In Ephesians, the Bible says, take no part in evil, but expose it. Yeah. And that's kind of like been my 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 calling for my whole life. Yes. And and it's not always easy being on this side of the fence, you know, exposing okay. things that we don't want to see. Believe me, I wish I could reassure you that these jabs are going to protect you or that they're going to stop you from getting sick and that they're going to help humanity. But unfortunately, folks, that's not what we're learning. That's not what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. And don't even take my word for it. Go out there. I've given you a couple names. Um, I've mentioned before that there are investigative reporters that are really digging deep. Mm -hmm. uh, Stu Peters is one of them. Dell Bigtree, The High Wire. By the way, all of them have been banned off of YouTube. <laughs> you, and, and In fact, my page... Years and years of lectures and talks and interviews like this were on my YouTube page. If you put my name in Google, I would have two pages full of stuff. It's all been wiped. It's all been hmm. gotten rid of hmm. because they don't want people to know what's really going on. So we have to be willing to dig a little deeper. In fact, whenever I do my lectures, I'll just digress a little bit and tell you this. I start out by saying that the human brain is built in such a way that when you hear something unique or different that goes against everything that you've been taught, mm -hmm. your first reaction is to deny it and almost ignore it and act like it's wrong. And you begin to, in your own mind, you begin to validate what you know you think is true. Mm -hmm. It's just human nature. Yeah. Yeah. No one wants to hear this bad stuff. Right. And so, you know, if you're a doctor out there or a nurse out there and you believe in the medical system that you're working in, you probably don't want to hear about this. Mm -hmm. It's very hard for you to realize that this other side is being exposed and it's coming out in full color. Mm -hmm. And it's not it's not a conspiracy theory. It's reality, folks. We live, we're living in a conspiracy, which I believe is to reduce population and to cause infertility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's very hard for the average medical mind to even fathom that what I'm saying is true. Yeah. But don't take my word for it. Go out there and do your research. You know, go put in, you know, there's so many different ways you can look up things. Don't just trust Google. Mm -hmm. You know, go into Dogpile, go into other search engines. And put in funeral director or embalmer exposing fibers. You'll see it in, mm -hmm. in live color. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 It's incredible, Mary. I love what you said about people's brains and how they operate in the sense of when they hear something that they haven't heard before or it goes against what they think, they just automatically go, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. That can't be true. And then they just kind of block it out. And I would encourage anybody, please just don't do that. I mean, don't do that with anything. Don't do that with theology. And, you know, if you're sitting in a church and, you know, and you guys know, I've said this many times, if you're sitting in a church, don't, you don't go into the church and leave your brain at the door. You are still having to say, what is my pastor saying? Does it line up with scripture, right? That's, well, it's the same thing you should do with your doctor. It's the same thing you should do with your local politicians and the people at the top. Ronald Reagan said one time, and I love, I love when this is, I think everyone should say this to themselves uh, every once in a while. He says that the worst words you could ever hear is, hi, I am from the government and I'm here to help you, right? That, that, that he said, that's the worst words you could hear. And it's so true. They're not. Anyways, I could go all into that, but we, you know, I just say that to say, study things for yourself. That's important. So, so important. I, I think too, just, I want to mention that I have a COVID report on my website. It's downloadable. It's mm -hmm. 60 pages, probably I'll say 200 hours worth of research. It has pictures. It has references. It goes into everything from the unscientific use of masks, separating people out, closing down. I talk about a lot of things in there, but I also 
talk about what a group of doctors from Korea, Korea, they started thawing out the vials. And as they were thawing, they started looking under all different types of microscopes. And they were finding all kinds of things that, that are unexplainable. And Microsoft, by the way, calls it an operating system. Uh, mm. They used to call it an operating system. But one of the things that's most concerning is they're finding some very unusual parasites that they haven't seen anywhere else. Mm. Uh, and they're also finding self-assembly nanoparticles. But one thing about the spike protein, I just opened up my report, and this is a really good explanation of what's going on and why people are ending up with blood clots. It says right here, and again, when I wrote this, I took a lot of time, did a lot of research. When the mRNA is absorbed into your vascular endothelium, the, which is the inner lining of your capillaries, the packages open and genes are released. Each gene can produce many COVID-19 spike proteins. This is unique in these messenger RNA injections, and the long-term consequences can be devastating. These spike proteins are made up of trillions, uh, are made into trillions throughout your cells, and they are toxic, can disrupt the blood-brain barrier, can get into the blood-brain barrier and cause neurological damage due to inflammation. And that, by the way, is what I believe is happening with people that are having these massive heart attacks. Mm. So it therefore becomes part of the cell wall of your vascular endothelium, which means that these cells, which line your blood vessels, which are supposed to be smooth so that your blood flows smoothly, now have these tiny little spiky bits sticking out. Hmm. This is, it makes it inevitable that blood clots will form because your blood platelets circulate around in your vessels and the purpose of blood platelets is to detect damaged vessels and block that damage when it starts to bleed. And then this, again, it's a spike protein in the heart causes inflammation. And currently there's a 200% increase in myocarditis in young athletes. And this was a year ago. So I don't know what the latest stat is as far as how many, what the increase is, but this was a year ago when I put this together. Mm. Wow. So, I mean, this is serious stuff. Again, this report has pictures and everything, well-documented. Wow. So, again, I don't try to base any of it on my opinion. I like mm -hmm. to always turn to the science. Yep. That's why I've been able to do what I've been doing for so many years. I think I have pretty good credibility in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why we have Mary on. You know, I mean, you guys know I'm not a conspiracy theory person. I'm far from it. I am not interested in it. But when you look at her research and you see all the things and the people that she cites, this is not her coming up with something in her basement. This is, this is her looking at the science. And that's why she's been able to speak all over the country and in Canada, because people can see the things that she's talking about are credible, they're scientific, and it just makes sense. When you look at the science, it just makes sense. And so I think it's really important that we look up some of these people that she's talking about. And I think about, you know, DeMar Hamlin is probably the most mm -hmm. famous athlete lately who, you know, had collapsed on the field. And one, ask yourself, when is the last time you've seen something like that? Like, you know, Football, these football players, basketball players, hockey players, all these people, super healthy, always, you know, working out, getting their heart rhythms up and all of that. I mean, when is the last time you've seen something like that happen? We just don't see that happening. And I was looking at a interview with him and he dances when, when he dances around, when people ask him, why did this happen? He won't answer it. He won't. And I think in one, in one, it was either an article I read or a video that I saw, he said, you know, my doctors have told me not to talk about that. Right. So why? Like, that doesn't even make sense. I can understand if he himself had, you know, he just didn't want somebody to know he had this or that. But usually young people are <laughs> pretty free with information. They don't really care. They're just like, hey, here's what's going on. Right so that they will have this speculation that stop around them, you know, because otherwise it's just speculation all the time. Like, what's going on? What's going on? And he's just not giving it up. And that's just weird. 
Like, it just doesn't make sense. So it's, guys, there's something behind this. And again, I, you know, a lot of times it's too late when the media decides to cover things, right? We've all seen those commercials on TV from attorneys and they will say things like, hey, if you were exposed to name your thing back in the 50s or 60s, please call this number. And I was just talking to my daughter the other day and I said, it's going to be the same thing when it comes to these vaccines. If you were exposed to these harmful chemicals that were in the COVID vaccine, please call this number. Well, at that point, you're too late. Your your child may have died or your husband or your wife or your, your niece, nephew, whatever. It's too late. You know, the latest one, and this is this is something that, again, you're right. It happens years later. I've had a report on my website on the dangers of acetaminophen, which is found in Tylenol mm. and 90 other medications. It's been on my website for at least 10 years saying, people, beware of Tylenol. And yet it's the number one drug that they tell women to give their babies when mm. they get vaccinated and they're fussy. Go home. If your baby runs a fever or is fussy, give it Tylenol. Do you know about two or three weeks ago, for the first time, I heard class action lawsuit now on the radio while driving. Parents, if you were given Tylenol while pregnant, if you gave your baby Tylenol when they were little and that child has autism, you could be part of a class action lawsuit. My goodness. They are now going after, and they mentioned because of acetaminophen. In my, on my website, I had a report, scientific report that said that acetaminophen is the number one cause of liver failure in the country. 50,000 plus people go to the emergency room with liver failure because of Tylenol. Mm. And yet it's the number one drug promoted on TV. And it's the number one drug promoted to children. And here now we're going to have a class action lawsuit. So parents, think about this. If you were told to take Tylenol by your doctor, and you were pregnant, or you gave it to your child when they were young, infants, and they regressed into autism, you need to look it up online and become part of that lawsuit because acetaminophen has been outlawed in many, many countries around the world, but not in America. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because my my dad, and I've never said this on the air ever before, but I was, I was sitting here listening to Mary, and my dad was some interesting situation around his death. Me and my brother actually did not realize he was dying, which that's a whole, that's a whole story. But when my dad went to the doctor, when we took, when he had to go by EMS to the, to the hospital, he, the doctor was asking him crazy things. He goes, have you taken rat poison? Have you went outside of the country? I mean, weird, crazy things, but his liver was failing. Here's the thing. He had multiple myeloma. That is not what killed him. We didn't know. We also didn't know that it was, it's, it's a long story. It's a family. It's a thing. And I don't necessarily want to get into all the details of, of it on the air, just for my family's sake. But I will say this. One of the things that he took a lot of was Tylenol, like the arthritis, the Tylenol arthritis uh, medicine. And that came up as one of the things when he was in the hospital and yeah, his liver was failing. And that's literally, he, it was one of this, why he died. I mean, he literally was wasting away because of this. And, you know, for the doctor to be asking him that kind of crazy stuff, well, have you taken rat poison? Have, Cause they couldn't understand why his liver was in the shape that his liver was in. My dad's never drank in his life. He's never smoked in his life. He's never done any, like he, he was not, he was not obese. He was active. I mean, he, this is not a man that was unhealthy. You know, he did have some high blood pressure, stuff like that. That stuff, it runs in our family. So it, I think it was more hereditary. He ate right. I mean, there, you just, all of these things. So when I hear Mary say that, it just oh kind of triggered that in me to say, mm. and it's, and it's something truly. I've told my mom for the last few years, I've said, you know, we should get dad's records 
we really should get his records. And my mom, you know, of course, my mom and bless her heart, my mom's just not there with that because she's older now. And, you know, she just, I don't think she wants to kind of open that whole thing up and it would be a lot on her. And I understand that. My mom's Mm -hmm. approaching 80 and she's just not, that's not a a thing right now. But, but I, there's one day I would love to get his records because I just, we don't understand to this day what happened with him and why he just, he, he died. Yeah. (laughs) This liver failure. We just don't understand. You might find out how much Tylenol he was taking. Mm. Sometimes they're taking it every day, sometimes three times a week. And that's unfortunate. I'm so sorry to hear that your dad actually died of liver failure. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was the Tylenol. Unless you know how much he was taking, we'll never know. And like you say, it's not going to bring him back knowing that. Right. But at least your listening audience can now realize that this is real. Yeah. Many medications have effects on a lot of people. But the fact that we're having class action lawsuits on acetaminophen now, Mm -hmm. and they're telling parents, if you have a child on the autism spectrum and you gave your child Tylenol, you could be part of the settlement. When I heard that, I was so happy to hear it because I've known about this for, like I said, 10 or 15 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And whenever I do lectures, I tell people, find it if there's other ways of handling this. Mm -hmm. Please avoid acetaminophen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we're blowing the whistle so to speak, on some of these things now with the vaccine. Right. We don't want you to get all the way and, you know, 20 years from now and, you know, something happens or something happens today and 20 years later you find out it was because of the vaccine or things that are going on today. Like that's that's why we do shows like this, you know, so it behooves all of us to check these things out. Don't just say, oh, yeah, that's some, I, who knows? No, <laughs> you know, really research this, guys, and, and take some extra time. Turn off Netflix for an hour and do some research. I promise you, it's not going to hurt you. It'll help you. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I want to give some hope here to people as well. Yeah. Because a lot of what we say is not happy. You know, it's, yes. it can be very stressful for people. Yeah. And I imagine there are some people in your audience, because mm-hmm. I know you're, you're, your podcast goes to like 40 countries. Yeah. So I know there are people out there in the world who are going, oh my gosh, I took one or I took two or what do I do? And we don't want to leave them in that. First of all, we do not have, the Lord says we do not have the spirit of fear. Yes. We put our faith and our trust in him, right? Yes, absolutely. So I want to leave people with some things, some practical things that they can do to help their body detox, cleanse, and maybe reverse some of this issue going on in their body. Yeah. So. Folks, get a paper and a pencil. I want to give you some ideas. And these are natural things, by the way. So I will start with a disclaimer that I do not diagnose or give medical advice or recommendations. I have focused my life's research on natural solutions that will help support and promote a healthy body. If you decide to utilize any of the following methods, you must accept full responsibility. If you are under the care of a professional, seek the help of your provider or a competent health professional before you do any of these things, okay? And I'm going to go through this kind of quick because I know that we are on a limited time schedule here. But first of all, I believe that there are parasites in the jabs. There's no Mm -hmm. doubt. I have pictures of them. On my report, we have pictures of them, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And they come to life when it gets room temperature or body temperature. And then they inject it. And guess what? They get inside that nice warm body of yours and they get circulated around. And I believe this is probably what's causing the fibrous tumors that are hugging up blood clot that are causing blood or clots in the blood vessels. Okay. Mm-hmm. So parasitic cleanses are very important. And so there are a couple that I'd like to recommend. And by the way, I don't make any money off of this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't own these products. These are products I use. They're products I've used for on and off for years. They're products that I would tell my own children to use. Yes. Okay. These are things that I recommend and I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. There is a wonderful woman by the name of Dr. Hilda Clark, who's been in the anti-parasitic business for years and years and years. Hilda Clark, if you just put Dr. Hilda Clark, you're going to find that she has lots of capsules on her website. Clove is one of them. Parasites don't like clove. She's got combinations of herbs. 
herbs are a great way to do antiparasitic cleanses. I believe that it's good to do it for like a month, whatever they recommend on their bottle. I mean, I usually pull them out of my cabinet when I do this, mm-hmm. but I didn't take time to pull them all out. Yeah. But, you know, there's going to be recommendations, you know, one capsule a day for 30 days or one to two capsules a day, whatever. Follow the recommendations. I believe that we should do this for a 30 day cycle because mm-hmm. parasites lay eggs and they hatch and those eggs hatch. And I think that we should do it more than once. And it's also been recommended, and I know this sounds crazy, to do it when the moon is full. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because parasites get active when there's a full moon. Just like our tides change, yep. parasites get active. So look at the calendar, look at the next full moon. And if you feel led to do so, get some of these herbs that kill parasites and start and do a month of it. Take them off and do another month. Yep. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan of two apples a day. And I'll tell you why. A lot of people get sick because they have toxic bile running around their body. Mm. Apples have the best form of soluble fiber of any fruit and vegetable. And that old saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. I started doing this and I'll tell you, it's amazing. Mm. I could have a little dull headache and I eat an apple and the headache goes away. Mm. I kid you not. So apples are God's, you know, fruit for us. And I believe that they could be very beneficial. I personally do Epsom salt baths. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm going to show you. I use a form of magnesium sulfate. You can get these on Amazon. I have a garden tub. I do it at least once a month, maybe twice a month for several reasons. This will help my body absorb magnesium and it'll also help pull out toxins. And in a traditional tub, you might throw a couple cups of magnesium sulfate or Epsom salt in your tub, get the water really warm and soak for 20 minutes. I also, I also am throwing in a cup of borax. Hmm. I did a huge deep dive into borax and it has a mineral called boron and boron has been completely depleted from our soil and it's been very therapeutic for spike protein. Now that's just what I found in the literature. Hmm. So I also throw a cup of good old fashioned borax in my tub along with my Epsom salt. Okay. I will send you some literature on this. Like I said, I did a deep dive into this. I found out, you know, where they mine it. I find out, found out the health benefits of it. It's good for a lot of things in the home, but it's also good to add it to your bath. That's on my list. So our organs that often are under stress is, we mentioned, the liver. Mm -hmm. The liver is responsible for for cleaning your blood and lots of garbage gets stuck in the liver. So I really, really believe that there are lots of herbal liver cleanses one can do. I personally don't mix my cleanses. If I'm going to do one, I do one at a time. So if I do a liver cleanse, I'm not going to do the parasitic cleanse. I'm going to wait. But milk thistle is an incredible herb. You can get it anywhere. Try to find organic milk thistle. Milk thistle is an incredible liver cleanse. I have heard and witnessed people who have fatty liver. Milk thistle for one month will help turn around a fatty liver. And that's usually people who have liver issues more related to diet and not to alcoholism. Sure. Okay. I also think the colon is very important to cleanse. Our colon, our large intestine, small intestine is the sewer of the body. So if you suffer with constipation or you have a history of constipation, that is not good. So I have an incredible program called Dr. Natura Colon Cleanse, and it's a three-part colon cleanse. And you can look it up under Dr. Natura, N-A-T-U-R-A.com. And I love that. I've done it. My family members have done it. It's amazing because it it pulls things out as it cleanses you. Things that don't belong in there. Yeah. If you are concerned about your heart condition, many of our natural physicians who are out there talking about these heart conditions recommend that you take CoQ10 for health for your heart. It's very important because it optimizes the heart's muscle and the bioenergetics by providing antioxidant support during crucial periods of time. So CoQ10 is a great supplement that you can take if you're concerned about your heart or have heart conditions. Also, mitochondria 
is responsible for cell supply of ATP, which is a molecule that cells use as a source of energy. Mitochondria's main job is to convert energy. So they oxidize glucose to provide energy for the cell while reducing rates of arrhythmias and improving heart function. So Dr. Ruby promotes a product called Cardio Miracle on mypowerheart.com. Just something for people to know. I don't have a heart condition, but if I had somebody who was concerned about their heart, I'd say, hey, go check it out. Do your research, mypowerheart.com. And like I said, I get no money to endorse these things. I'm basically just telling people you got to try it. Mm-hmm. I also believe that zinc is very important. You can do a very simple, cheap, inexpensive blood test to find out if your zinc levels are low. I order all my own blood tests, just so you know. And the website where you can literally go on, make an account, order your own blood test and go to a lab core or a quest or someplace to get your blood drawn is called lifeextension.com, lifeextension.com. And I am a person who believes that testing is very beneficial because you can do testing today and you can do it six months from now and you can compare and see if what you're doing is helping. So zinc, vitamin C is important. Uh, Quercetin, some people are doing quercetin. Um, NAC is a precursor to glutathione. Again, these are things you can look up if you have lack of energy, if you feel lethargic and you feel like you're just not getting the energy you need, you might consider doing some of these supplements. Uh, red light therapy improves nitrite oxide, reduces inflammation. Not everybody has access to red light therapy, but many functional holistic doctors are offering red light therapy in their offices. I am a fan of functional medical doctors. Mm-hmm. These are traditionally trained doctors who have kind of woken up, they're awake, and they say, oh, you know, maybe just giving people drugs isn't the answer. And they have turned to learning how to promote health from a more natural point of view. They're looking at working with you, like co-partnering with you, helping you with your nutrition, maybe giving you dietary changes, maybe looking at your minerals and vitamins. So these doctors are not doing traditional medicine per se, they're, they're doing functional medicine. If you have problems, find a functional medical doctor and go to them and get another opinion. Highly recommend it. If you have lung conditions, which is something my lungs are probably one of the organs in my body that are a little weak, I nebulize with mm-hmm. some products. There's one out there called Breathe Easy. Mm-hmm. It, you stick it in a nebulizer and you do breathing treatments with it. It's all natural, herbal, botanical. I also do one called Biocidin. Biocidin is also a natural botanical product that you can nebulize. Also, colloidal silver. Silver is a great product for helping lung function. And then there's essential oils. You can run essential oils in your home. If you're injured and you feel really, really sick, you can do hyperbaric oxygen therapy, which drives oxygen deeper into the body. I mean, this this list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do believe that ivermectin is a safe medication that many of these frontline doctors and other people recommend having in your home. Mm. And ivermectin actively is good to do if you feel like you're coming down with something. That's something you can talk to the frontline doctors or even your holistic functional medical doctor. They might get you some ivermectin if you're struggling, especially Mm -hmm. if you had COVID and struggling. Getting down to the end here. There are nasal sprays, throat sprays, and other things that you can use to help reinforce your immune system. Mm -hmm. Lots of sunshine. Okay. Vitamin D is very important. I am not a fan. I'm not a fan of artificial vitamin D. I'm really a fan of getting sun. Mm -hmm. So if you can get your body out in the sunshine anywhere from a half an hour to an hour a day, get as much exposure as you can. I know in the north where it's still cold, this is difficult. But sunshine is critical. I really believe it helps our body in many, many ways. Get some exercise. Pray a lot. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Pray and ask the Lord for, for direction and guidance. And ultimately, people, if you know the Lord, I believe he can direct and guide your path and give you wisdom. And that's really the bottom line. 
you can't trust me. You know, you don't know me, right. but you can only trust your heavenly father who created you and yeah. designed you to, he designed us to heal and repair, but yes. we must do our part. Yes. Yes. He's, he's not going to just, you know, heal everybody. Mm-hmm. If you're doing things to abuse your body. That's right. That's so true. You know, we have to look at this as the Holy Spirit's temple. We have to do our part to heal our body. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is, I love this part because like Mary said, a lot of the other stuff, you're just like, oh, you know, it, <laughs> it's not, maybe doesn't sound, you don't leave the, the episode dancing, but. She had told me before we got on that she we wanted to end on this note of what can you do? Because there are so many things. And I'll tell you right now, I truly believe as bad as it was for me in 2021 when I got COVID and I like I said, I had it for a month and a half. If I hadn't been taken, I had a regimen that I was taking of, you know, vitamin C, echinacea, vitamin D3, zinc and, you know, some other stuff. But, Mm -hmm. you know. I was taking all of that and I've been, I've been taking that for the last, oh gosh, five, ooh, not five years, probably since 2011, I've been taking this regimen of medicine and I added zinc though in the last couple of years because of the pandemic. And I believe that really helped when I was sick with COVID. So, you know, again, and we did actually did a podcast on that. You know, Kyle and I just talked about our time with COVID and kind of what we both did. I have different health issues. Like he's younger than me. He's got, he's, (laughs) oh boy, he's buff and has all the things. I'm not. Uh, So yeah, I'm in my sixties and you know, I want to do everything I can to promote my health. Sure, And you're right. There's so many natural things we can do. And I highly recommend. And again, Life Extensions is where I go. And I literally, it's very easy to do. If you want to find out your zinc level, you probably should find it out because zinc and copper are kind of like in balance. And if you take too much zinc, your copper will fall. If you don't have enough zinc, your copper goes up. So it's always good to do some lab testing. She's exactly right. Because, and I'll tell you, I love this. I have a friend that's a nurse. And she was telling me early in the pandemic, like, make sure you're taking zinc. But when you order it, you can't order it. You can't just get zinc. You have to get zinc that also has copper. Oh, okay. Yeah, as well, because you won't have enough levels. It won't be right. You'll have more of one than the other. And so she had said that to me and I made sure for then on out, I order a special, and it's actually, it's just on Amazon, but it's, it's balanced. It's, it's zinc, but it's balanced. So I get both. I mean, again, research it, that stuff's out there. So is that your, is that I'm, I'm looking if this is, yeah. One of my grandbabies, I have 11 grandchildren and they are visiting me from Michigan. And those of you that are listening. Stop watching. You guys are probably going, what is happening right now? But she's just got her beautiful granddaughter there with her. So, And I want to mention one thing. Yeah. So one of the things that I do is I teach parents how to raise their children yeah. outside the medical model. Yes. How do we do this naturally? I mean, for centuries, people managed to raise their children without going to the doctor all the time and stuff. This little one was born at home with midwives, mm. all natural. She Wonderful. has never been to the doctor. She's never had a medication or a drug. She has what? I mean, she just, she's just, they're just, they're just healthy. They're yeah. Healthy, they're vital. Her mommy breastfed her. They eat organic. They have a healthy lifestyle and she's home educated. That is It amazing. can be done, parents. That is amazing. You know? Yeah. And she's learning to read now, aren't you? And the thing about it is, is, Parents have to understand that this is doable. It's not easy and there's no guarantee, but it is doable. You can raise your children healthy and strong and vital, utilizing medication when really needed in the case of emergencies. And again, I'm not anti-medical, but if if she broke her arm, they would be running to the hospital and they'd be grateful for the orthopedic doctor who would put it in a cast and fix it. Right, right. Yep. Or if she had a tragic accident or something happened, we're grateful for the wonderful crisis care we have in this country. 
Yes. But how do we raise our children so we're not, I personally don't believe you need to drug healthy kids. That right. says it all. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at a very healthy kid. Just, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't think she could hear you, but yeah. anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. So I'm just grateful that she is with us today. A special guest. We didn't know there was going to be a guest. We were going to nope. have. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, well, it's yep. been a pleasure. Yes. Um, you know, love, just love coming back on your program again. And I want to thank you so much for helping me reach people that I don't know. Yeah. Because that's really my, that's really my purpose. You know, God has called me to do this. Yes. Yes. I believe Without that. Without a doubt. And, yes. And, and, and it's like, Lord, expand my territory. That's been my prayer. Yes. To, um, the prayer of Jabez. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Expand my territory, Lord. And so you are helping me expand my territory. And I want to thank you so much. Absolutely. And guys, go to childhoodshots.com, childhoodshots.com. That's Mary's website. Don't forget to get her book, Natural Immune Development, A Deeper Understanding. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on her website. You can also download it on your Kindle. She also on her website has tons of things that you can If you're like, hey, I just want to know about vaccines. I want to know the basics. I want to know all the deeper stuff that she was talking about today. You can look there. She has a 60-page downloadable report. I mean, it's got all kinds of things about the pandemic, vaccines, the COVID vaccines, all of that. And then, of course, we are here, 248-301-2010. If you have any questions, show topic suggestions, you want to have comments on what we've talked about in this show or the last show, please, whether you agree or you don't agree, I am totally fine with that. This is just information that we want to put out so that you can be informed. We love you guys. God bless you. And we'll see you next time on the Thinking Out Loud podcast.